There are firsts for both teams entering this matchup. This is Ohio State's first road game. They've played five games. They're 5-0 and in all of those games, but they've all been home games. So this is Ohio State and Ryan Day's first journey in the 2022 season. It's their first journey outside of Columbus, Ohio. And for Mel Tucker and Michigan State, it's their first time facing a ranked opponent in this season. Their first time facing a top 10 opponent this season. So firsts for both teams, Ohio State's 5-0, they're 2-0 in conference, Michigan State is 2-3, 0-2 in conference, and both of these teams, both from a power ranking standpoint, efficiency ranking standpoint, just eye test, everything, everything points to just complete differences in how these teams are playing. These teams are on not just two different tiers. They're on two different tiers, and there are a whole lot of tiers in the middle between these two teams. Ohio State travels to face Michigan State this weekend. This is a game that in the preseason, to be fair, was viewed as a potential trap game for Ohio State. You looked in the preseason, and no one in their right mind would have picked Michigan State to be the better team than Ohio State, or to beat them on a neutral site, or beat them in Columbus. But it's East Lansing, you know, Spartan Stadium. It is not a 100,000 capacity stadium, but it makes noise of its own. It has an intimidating factor of its own, like most Big Ten stadiums, like most Power 5 stadiums, when a good team is playing within them, when they have a dedicated fan base and hype around the team. There was this view that Michigan State, since it was Ohio State's first road test, they could catch Ohio State off guard, not playing on their A game, which is fairly common for a team on their first road test to not play their A game. But there was this hope that for some that Michigan State could, you know, they could have fun and they could sneak around and this could be a trap game for Ohio State. And there's a certain degree to where that might still be the case. And that's why we're talking about this game and previewing it to give analysis for both sides, give my opinion for both sides. And at the end of this video, make a prediction. But Michigan State, there was some talk around them bringing a championship to East Lansing from some. Others, like myself, thought they would finish third or fourth, but they'd still be a top 25 team. There was an anticipation from basically everyone, Is this is the point that I'm trying to get to, that this game would be a top 25 matchup. It's not that. Michigan State's 2-3. and three. They've underperformed drastically in the expectations category. Ohio State is performing about where everyone, myself included, expected them to be so this game looking at it just from just from the surface level it's a game where it just looks like it's another sort of easy cakewalk for the Buckeyes but is that actually the case is that actually the case and let's get into talking about that so number three Ohio State five and zero on the road against two and three Michigan State Ohio State, let's just get this over with. Staff, depth chart, everything except home field advantage points to them. Ryan Day is the better head coach. Kevin Wilson, though he doesn't call the plays, that's Ryan Day for Ohio State. He's the better OC than Jake Johnson. Jim Knowles is the better DC than Scotty Hazelton. 
and that's just the coordinators. You want to go deeper into the other position groups, be my guest. Um, Staff-wise, it's all Ohio State. Quarterback, Peyton Thorne versus C.J. Stroud. You take C.J. Stroud all day. Mayan Williams and Trevion Henderson are infinitely a better running back duo than Jalen Berger and Jarek Broussard. I think Elijah Collins should get in the game more for Michigan State. He looked better than Jalen Berger last week, and he averaged seven yards a carry and got a touchdown. He was nearly a 1,000-yard rusher in 2019, which was a Michigan State team that looked pretty similar to this year's team. So Collins knows how to do the best that he can with this kind of Michigan State team. I think a genuine opinion of mine, starting him at running back, would be good for the Spartans. Wide receiver is a position that's actually closer than many would want to believe, especially with Jackson Smith and Jigba having questionable health this year. But Julian Fleming, Emeka Egbuka, Xavier Johnson, Marvin Harrison Jr., I would take them over Jaden Reed, Keon Coleman, and Keon Coleman, Jeremy Jeremy Bernard, all of them, though that is close, especially with Jackson Smith and Jigba being, you know, injured and questionable right now from what I understand, while Jaden Reed is back and fully healthy. Tight end, I would take Cade Stover over Daniel Barker. In trench play, where Michigan State this year has either been A, unhealthy, or B, an atrocity, while Ohio State's improved on the offensive line and the defensive line, linebacker, Ohio State's linebackers, I called that the weakness of their entire team. That no longer looks to be the case, honestly. Steel Chambers and Tommy Eichenberg are playing next to or at All-American level. Defensive back is an area where Ohio State and Michigan State can relate, especially corner. Safety is another story. But at corner, Denzel Burke and Cameron Brown, they have not been, they've not been playing well or they've been dinged up. And for Michigan State, Chester Kimbrough, Amir Speed, they've been terrible all year. Ohio State is just the better team. They're absolutely the better team. You cannot, you can't beat around the bush there. They're completely the better team. This game being a 4 p.m. game airing on ABC, later time is going to favor the Spartans in that sense, later time. You know, nighttime environments always help with home field advantage. The fact that this is a 4 p.m. game and not a noon game actually makes me more excited to cover this game. 4 p.m., kind of an interesting time slot. 4 p.m. Eastern time, it'll air on ABC. Ohio State is given an 88.6% chance to win, according to ESPN's FPI. The spread opened up in the mid-20s, and it's been growing ever since, understandably, as the Buckeyes are favored by 27 points. The spread might grow to 30, or beyond 30, by the time this Saturday hits. I don't know, but just looking at everything, like, people are, you look at this game, you look at the spread being 27 points, you look at how Michigan State has been playing, they've had three double-digit losses, Ohio State's 5-0, and they have the number one offense by efficiency in the country, they hung 52 on Wisconsin, hung nearly 50 or above, I think it was 49, so nearly 50 on Rutgers, this team is rolling, Ohio State is peaking Michigan State is sinking and sinking 
they might have already surpassed their trough because they looked better against Maryland than they did against Minnesota. But this team either bottomed out against Minnesota or they're close to bottoming out or they're, you know, they've already hit the bottom or maybe they're slowly trending their way back up. But they're not a top 25 team right now. It would take them winning this game to, for them to be even considered top 25 caliber again. So previewing this game and looking at you know everything that's taking place, Ohio State rules on the depth chart. They rule in raw talent. They rule by staff. Michigan State, they just have the home field advantage and the, and the extreme underdog mentality. That's all that is going for the Michigan State Spartans here. Ohio State's ranked second in ESPN's FPI. They're the nation's third most talented team, and they're the second most efficient college football team. For some comparisons in the Big Ten, Michigan is third. They're the third most efficient team, and they're the fourth in ESPN's FPI. I think they're number 14 according to 24-7 Sports. Talent composite, which is what I use to measure team talent. Penn State's 15th in the talent composite. They're 12th in FPI, and I think they're 16th in efficiency. The Spartans, who were picked to probably be the four, to be the fourth or maybe fifth behind, let's just say, Wisconsin, who's also two and three and fired Paul Christ. Michigan State is 32nd in ESPN's FBI. They're the nation's 30, they're the, they're the 34th most talented team. I don't know why that, I don't know why that says 84th, but ignore that. And the Spartans are the 73rd. That's not a typo. That I know for a fact. The 73rd most efficient college football team. 73rd. They're 80th something in defense and special teams. I think they're like 50th or 60th something in in offensive efficiency. The Buckeyes are first in offensive efficiency. I think they're 25th in defensive efficiency. They're strangely enough toward the bottom in special teams efficiency. Michigan is near top 10, top 15 in every kind of metric. They're just not number one or top five in any metric like Ohio State is, which puts them below the Buckeyes in efficiency. So not just by my own, like not just by my own analysis or the eye test or looking at all the games that have been played, but Michigan State's double-digit losses, their lack of talent, and just everything else in between just, you know, points to the disparity between these two teams. And the 84th most talented team, that might as well not be a typo, because how Michigan State has been playing over their past three games would indicate such that they're the 84th most talented team rather than the 34th most talented team. It's insane how inefficient the Spartans were, especially compared to last year where they were ridiculously efficient. We know that a lot of that had to do with Kenneth Walker, but I would say that putting all of last year on his back, there might be a compl- there might be a fair point to that, and there's a possibility of that, but it's just to me it's it's strange. There's like a stark difference between this Michigan State team, and I apologize if there's any background noise. I'm in my car again. There's a stark difference between this Michigan State team and last year's Michigan State team. There's a very stark difference. There's a lack of mental toughness from this team. This team cannot stop the run. 
They can't stop the pass either, but they can't stop the run, and that's part of the reason their secondary isn't ranked as bad as last year's, not because it's gotten better. It's the same. It can't get worse than last year's, but it's basically the same. The difference is you can actually run against the Spartan defense, so why would you run an air raid against it when you can run a balanced attack and get 500 yards of offense per game? This team, they can't stop the run. Their defense is only good in goal line situations, and that's on and off to a certain degree. They don't have mental toughness. There is little semblance of a pass game, little semblance, even less of a semblance of a run game. The wide receivers are still good. That's probably the one bright spot of this team is when Peyton Thorne hits, like he hits his throws, he's on target, the wide receivers have a capability to make plays. Ohio State, on the other hand, they're pretty similar to last year's team, more similar than Michigan State is to their 2021 counterpart. The difference is Ohio State, on top of their offense being good, and it's different, it's not as good in the passing realm because of their wide receivers and the fact that they don't have they don't have Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, and they're also honestly missing Jackson Smith and Jigbo with his health concerns. But C.J. Stroud has improved, so the passing game is only slightly stepped back. And because of Stroud's efficiency, that's really masked that. Stroud just being much better than he was at this time last year. And Ohio State's defense, let me tell you something. They have stepped up. And granted, they have not faced a true offense yet. And they're probably not going to face that good of an offense until Michigan. I think that Penn State will be the best offense they face so far when they do travel to Beaver Stadium, but Michigan's going to be the greatest offense, I think, by a mile that they face in Big Ten play. So it's going to be interesting, but Ohio State, they've already been tested in that run defense game against Wisconsin and Braylon Allen and against Notre Dame, who had a great offensive line. They fared well, too. So both teams having some contrast compared to last year's unit. And the players of the game, guys who I think you all need to watch, would be the quarterbacks. Honest to goodness. Because if Michigan State wants to win this game, Peyton Thorne has to play like he did against Washington. Actually, Peyton Thorne needs to play his best game of the entire year. The whole team, the whole Spartan team has to play its best game that they have all year. Peyton Thorne. He's thrown for 1,121 yards, which is tied for 60th in the nation. Eight passing touchdowns, which is tied for 53rd. Six interceptions, which is tied for 109 nationally. And he has a QB rating of 58, which is 65th nationally. And he has a passer rating of 131.2. Compare this to last year where Peyton Thorne had a passer rating of 148.1. He broke numerous school records, and he had a top 25 QBR. Losing Walker, listen, it heavily affected the play-action game, which was a huge part of Peyton Thorne's game last year. Just look at all the flea flickers that Michigan State successfully ran, but there's other things that are going on. Taking away a running back, granted a very elite running back, but taking him away shouldn't result in this drop of production and drop of skill and capability that we've seen from Peyton Thorne. So there are other things at work. He's constantly being rattled, and I think just with 
you know, Walker leaving too, but also the style of running backs that you have now with Berger, the offensive line being worse than last year. All these things come together, and Peyton Thorne is essentially on, you know, mostly third and long situations, if not second second and long or first and ten, dropping back, and he has to make all the plays by himself. And that's unfair to him, and it also stinks, and that's a very easy way to get your confidence rattled. But Peyton Thorne has capability. He has talent. And if Mel Tucker can, if Mel Tucker is the coach that people say he is, and I believe that despite all that's going on this year, he should get a pass if he has a losing season this year, like a slight pass, because this roster and this team, their talent is far worse than I thought. Like, even if this coaching staff was better, I don't think they would come close to contending for the Big Ten with this current roster. But Thorne... If him, the wide receivers, if Jay Johnson, if they can put together a game plan and execute it, especially with Ohio State's problems with corner and the fact that, you know, you're Michigan State, you have Jaden Reed and Keon Coleman, you're not Wisconsin who has to rely on tight ends and Kymir Dyke to make plays. Like, you have a wide receiver core. If Peyton Thorne can be on his A game, you can pass up and down the field, and if your offensive line can be inspired, somehow by a miracle, be healthy and be tough, you can score on this Ohio State defense. It is not a top five, top ten unit. It it just isn't, especially, especially in pass defense. Which to some to you know to Michigan State and probably to a certain degree Mel Tucker's disgust as he's a defensive coach and likes to run the football, you're a pass focused team. Stop running the football run your air raid it didn't work as you know passing a whole lot didn't work so well against maryland but maryland's secondary is probably better than ohio state's secondary if i'm being honest with you going to cj stroud and then we'll get into the prediction element of this game quarterback cj stroud and my reference to maryland having a better secondary than osu was maryland's secondary is legitimately good they covered michigan state well they covered michigan well Their secondary is experienced, and it's legit. Ohio State, their safeties with, you know, Tanner McAllister and Ronnie Hickman, they're solid, but they do have concerns at corner, especially with Denzel Burke. Quarterback C.J. Stroud, I'm not going to talk about him as much as Peyton Thorne because we all know what he is. He is even better than he was last year. He's playing similarly to how he played last year in November in the bowl game against Utah. He's thrown for 1,376 yards, which is tied for 26th in the nation. He has 18 passing touchdowns, which is third in the nation. Only has thrown two interceptions, which is tied for 33rd in the nation. And he has a QB rating of 93.7, which is second in the nation behind Kansas's Jalen Daniels. And he has a 196.3 passer rating compared to his 186.6 passer rating of this past season. C.J. Stroud will have a game. It is, the, the probability of Michigan State's defense stepping up enough and C.J. Stroud playing a worse enough game for him to not produce numbers and points, the probability of that is you might as well round it down to zero because it's 
somewhere in there you find a one and that's that but he's probably going to be the player of the game because Michigan State's run defense listen it's not good it's still better than their pass defense and Mayan Williams he's a great running back and such and he'll be used and at the same time Ryan Day is a very technical mechanical guy he's a genius and Ryan Day is not going to be someone who's going to overlook anybody. So Ryan Day is going to attack Michigan State's biggest weakness on defense and attack it often, which is their secondary. So both of these quarterbacks, those are going to be the players of the individual teams to watch. If Michigan State wins, I guarantee you it's because Peyton Thorne pulls together a majestical never-before-seen performance by himself. If they play Ohio State close or in the game for a few quarters, it will be because of Peyton Thorne in the pass game. And that leads me to my prediction. This game will not be close. I do not see it being close. Now, do I see it being more competitive than last year's matchup, despite the fact that Michigan State isn't a top-10 team? Yes, and that's because it's at Spartan Stadium, which even then... The Buckeye presence at Spartan at Spartan Stadium, that is going to be something else. That's honestly going to be something else. They're going to be there on the road. Presence is going to be strong. And yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I think that it's probably going to be half Buckeyes, half Spartans in that stadium. C.J. Stroud and Mayan Williams, they will excel. They will be amazing, both through the air and on the ground. Ohio State. Ohio State might average 10 yards per play, which means every time the ball is snapped, Ohio State will get a first down. That would not surprise me at all. And Ohio State is going to dominate in the trenches. They're going to have great offensive line play, great defensive line play. They're going to pressure Peyton Thorne out of his mind. They're going to protect C.J. Stroud. They're going to, you know, open up holes for Mayan Williams and... Look, Ohio State, with just their efficiency on offense and the fact that their defense has improved, I'm ex- I'm expecting Michigan State to, you know, at least put one solid drive together early in this game that probably results in seven. I'm honestly expecting that. And I'm expecting Michigan State to not play as poorly as they did against Minnesota. They're probably going to play similarly to how they played against Maryland. The difference is this is Ohio State. This is... A top four, actually, a top, they're, certainly, they're definitely a top three team. Like, no matter what, you cannot rank Ohio State lower than three. That would be heresy. This is Michigan State's first top three team they are facing all year. I think the Buckeyes are team number one in the nation. Michigan State is closer to team number 75 than they are closer to team number 50. That's just my opinion. This team is not playing good football. All three of their losses have been by double digits. Every team that they have lost to is not undefeated either. Washington lost to UCLA. Minnesota lost at home to Purdue. Maryland's lost to Michigan. Maryland is the best team that Michigan State has faced all year, in my opinion. This game will likely be over by the first quarter, if not by halftime. And nothing but a slight gut feeling from myself indicates any hope. And that gut feeling 
isn't saying Michigan State's even going to win. It's just saying they might come out with a surprise here and this could be a game. Nothing but a gut feeling indicates that. Mel Tucker needs to come ready for war if they want even a shot to win this game. They cannot play like they did against Maryland where they had six penalties, where they averaged five yards per pass, and where they you know, they missed a field goal, botched an extra point, and were shut out in the second half. You cannot have that kind of game. You can't if you want any chance here. You just can't do it. You can't score with not even one minute remaining, and that be your first score if you want to win this game. Can't play like you did against Minnesota. Can't play like you did against Washington, where you make a mistake, trip in your own end zone and get a safety, where your passing defense allows guys to be targeted one-on-one and they just get burned and can't defend a pass whatsoever. You have to play the A-plus game if you're Michigan State just to have a shot. And even then, you're probably going to have to rely on Ohio State to, at you know best, for them, at best, you're going to have to rely on Ohio State to play at around a C or D game and for Michigan State to play their A game for them to win here. So Ohio State, I'm picking them to cover. I'm picking the over here. I think that Ohio State is going to win this in dominating fashion. They'll go 6-0, and become bowl eligible, and be one of the first teams to do so. And Michigan State will fall to 2-4, and and it will look even more likely that Michigan State will miss a bowl game this season. And that is all I have to say for this video. If you like this video, make sure to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, click the notification bell, and comment your thoughts on this video down below. Thank you all for watching, and I'll see you guys around. Bye.